Welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. Join hosts and longtime friends Joy Simpson and Jess Perry as they tackle the stuff of life the only way they know how, with honesty, faith, and humor. This is We Digress with Joy and Jess. Hey everyone, welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. I am Jess. And that would make me Joy. And uh, we are coming to you from different spaces this week. Yes, we are. Well, this is the same for me as last week, but Joy, you're in a new spot. Yes, I am uh, house sitting for my uncle and aunt and their 19,000 children. Actually, their license plate says 37 kids on both of my uncle and my aunt's car. And it's funny because my sister, Jen, as she hadn't paid attention to it before. So when she brought me out here, she brought me out here Wednesday to come pick up my cousin Ava's car. Yeah, I'll get back to that in a minute. So she brought me back, she brought me up here to get the car and to get the keys and to like, you know, and she sees their license plate and she's like dying hysterically. <laughs> but I don't know what she's laughing at because I'm in front of her. And I turn around and she's like heaving, like bent over asthmatic coughing laugh, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she points at the back of my aunt's car and it says 37 kids. And then my uncle's truck says 37 kids. It's like a running family joke. My uncle and my aunt have six children total together, ranging from the ages of 10 to 33. So, or yeah. So (laughs) that's their license plate. Like it was a joke that has now become a thing because now we have Ava's car that she can't drive yet. She will be 16 next May. So they bought her a car to practice on. And then that car will be her car. And so they were like trying to figure out another way to spell 37 kids for her car. But then Micah, who's 12, comes up with, why don't we put one of 37, like make it that way. So who knows? Right now it has temporary plates, but yeah. And it's also hydrogen fueled. Oh, yeah, fancy. so it's completely green. It's kind of fancy. It has heated seats in the front and the back. There's also a steering wheel warmer, which has been very helpful because Friday at work I was outside, right? Oh yeah, um, doing the you know the parent thing because parents can't come on campus. My hands were freezing. Like I had like arthritis in my hands for the day because. I couldn't bend them or anything after. So I immediately turned on the steering wheel warmer and I was like, oh, you defrosted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm coming to you live from my aunt and uncle's house and uh, I'm house sitting and watching their puppies for them. Yes. Well, they're not puppies, but yeah. (laughs) They are canines. Dempsey and I actually share the same birthday. Aw. He'll be four, I think, this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're big. They might run past the camera. Who knows? I have no idea. I can't lock them up, guys. So if you hear pitter-patter and roof-roofs. How's that again? The dog has anxiety. I can't, like, put him away. (laughs) That's funny. He, like, freaks out. Like right now, he's literally standing in the backyard, just like in a stance, like looking, like what's going on? Who's around? 
He was laying next to me in the bed last night and he heard like the most random noise. He says, when you sit up, I was like, it's okay. Lay back down. We can go to sleep now. (laughs) No, he has to save you. And you are just so unappreciative of his. I I guess I am. It's, it's. How dare you? (laughs) I love them. They're like my little doggy cousins, but you know. (laughs) Right now they're both now they're both laying down like it's nap time because they were running around. Why do dogs fight? Like they fight, but they're playing. Like they're biting <laughs> each other. And my aunt's like, "Oh, they're playing." What? And there yeah. he goes. He heard a sound, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's off. The dogs so, are kind of like toddler boys in that regard, like where they'll just yes. beat the living tar out of each other. But it's they're having a great time. Exactly. Yeah. That is Phoebe and Dempsey. Yep. And pretty comes, much. Here comes. Phoebe, she's fat girl. She don't go off looking for trouble. She's just like, I'm going to eat and I'm going to chew. That's my life. This is the way I live. I mean, I I respect that. I aspire to it. (laughs) And we got home from church today. We right? all should aspire. aspire to that. <laughs> we got home from church today. And so the way that the apartment complexes work, there's like rows of houses or like, mm-hmm. so it's like, you'll have a building that have three or four units in it. And on the back side is the garages. And then you have like a driveway and on the other side is the garages. And then on the other side of that, it's like the next row of, of apartments. So it's like these row house type things. And mm-hmm. so um, our garage backs up to our neighbor's garage and so on and so forth. So we get out the car after church today and I hear a dog that sounds like it's coming from inside our apartment. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like lucky. I'm like, what is this dog? And John's like, oh no, it's it's the Corgi next door. It was so loud. Like the Corgi across the way was making me think it was in the house. And I was like, what is happening? Oh my gosh. That's... (laughs) That's a loud dog. That's <laughs> so you guys found a church out there? Uh no, we're still trying churches out. Ooh, we're still trying churches out. So um, Yeah, I know. I'm still I'm still son's desk. So I am still I, I've slightly upgraded because my mom and dad had a um like TV tray thing. So you can't see, but over here to the left, now I have something that is not a plastic tub on which to mount my microphone. It's very exciting. Uh, it's the behind the scenes look guys. <laughs> if you could see the janky setup that I've got going on, we got these really great plastic tubs from target that have uh, wheels can pop in the bottom of them. They're big square tubs. And mm-hmm. so we, we took the wheels off to bring everything out here, of course, to, to Georgia. Cause it mm-hmm. fits better in the car without the wheels. But, um, so, that makes sense. <laughs> but so now I've got two of them stacked and that's what my monitor is <coughs> sitting on, my monitor and my camera. And then on the to, to the right of me, I have another one with my printer because I'm working. So I need sometimes I need a printer to print stuff out, or John needs to print stuff out for work. Mm-hmm. So we've got our, our printer over here. My um, keyboard and mouse are sitting on a um, U-Haul TV box. That currently has one of our spare TVs in it from the spare bedrooms that we're not using. But I mm-hmm. may end up using once I actually get a desk. So this is like the whole setup that I've got going on here. There's cable everywhere. It offends my sense of cable management and I can't handle it. But um, yeah, so we are, and we won't have furniture for another week. It comes next Sunday. So um, oh wow. But it, so in the meantime, 
thankfully, my folks were going to be giving us the, uh, their dining room table to get a new one because it wasn't going to fit here. So we have that dining room table. So at least now, as of yesterday, <laughs> we have a place to eat, which is helpful. Um, so what are yeah, they using as a dining room table? A card table because it didn't fit in their place. And it's not – And they so they at their old house had a kitchen table and then they had a formal dining room. So they had two dining room tables. And in the new house, they only have one. And we technically would have two, except we're using what's going, what's supposed to be our dining room as like a living room, but it's going to be more like the piano room Uh because I have a baby grand piano. Um, And it's my first baby, my first love. I've had her (laughs) since I was 16. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's going to go in. She needs her own space. She does need her own space. In fact- she needs her own space and her own special care so much that when she arrives on Sunday, we have had to get an entire climate controlled storage unit because I yeah. she's going to have to get stored That's, in storage unit yeah. for six or eight months. And I can't keep her in like regular elements, you know? No, that's not good for her. <laughs> no. So <clears throat> she's going in. So we have a whole fancy schmancy climate controlled storage unit for the piano. That's nice. It is. That's better than anything I have. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. But it's it's okay. It's we're still, you know, we're still doing okay as far as what it's costing. It's not that expensive. Sorry, in there the was grand a scheme spider of things. crawling on the wall, and I was trying to figure out what not the wall, but the glass door. I was trying oh. to figure out if it was on the inside. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> it was on the outside. Sorry about that, guys. The way you said I, spider crawling up the wall reminded me of that old thing you used to be, do. You know, you'd be like, spider crawling up a wall, crack an egg, let it fall. Remember when you were a kid? That I've thing. never heard that one. It's like, you know, it's one of the ones where you like do the thing where you try to like give people the chills, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like uh, going on a treasure hunt. And you're like doing drawing and stuff on the back. And it's like X marks the spot. <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I know what you're talking about, but I was like, I don't think I ever did that. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, have I done yeah. that? Do I do that? I, I don't know. know. It's kind <laughs> of – that's, like, adjacent to all those things where you do the ones where it's, like, you're doing the hand clap things. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. For those of you who can see the podcast, you know what I'm doing. For those of you who are only hearing the podcast. Almost like – not concentration, but that's one of the – Hand yeah, but uh, we were doing. I, I can't remember think the, of the words. I can remember the hand motion. So if you're not watching, you're <clears throat> we're just doing hand motions to a game that we cannot remember the name of. School kids, like uh, to me, it was always the girls that did it. The guys never did it. They were off. I don't know doing yeah. that show. But although the boys now, I saw some of my boys doing it a couple weeks ago, and I still can't think of what it is. <laughs> It was always like different rhyme type things. I didn't even know kids still did that kind of stuff as fancy as these kids are these days. Right. I'm glad to hear they still do it. Because the other one is uh, the jump rope things. Mm -hmm. I could never jump in like for double dutch and stuff. I could never jump in. I couldn't either. I could could turn a mean double dutch. Oh, yeah. Clutch. But I couldn't jump in. I could do regular jump rope, but I couldn't. Me and double dutch were never... I didn't, I wasn't good at it. The only one I could ever do was Texaco. Okay. What's you that start, one? Cause you start still and you start in the middle and then they do oh, the Texaco, I didn't think Texaco. I knew that's what that was. 
called? And then over the, over the hills to Mexico, where they do the splits. Where do we the get splits. these things from? <laughs> I don't even know. It was just a thing you did on the playground. The big girls yeah. did it, so we did it too. It's funny. We did get a comment on our episode from last week. Um, shout out to Miss Veronica, who listens to us every week. And she said she was just laughing hysterically. So I appreciate. We love feedback. I like to yes. know that you guys are listening. And our shenanigans were- this will not be a complete digression like last week was. Last week was its own. I don't even know. That episode was something else. And I appreciated her letting us know that we she was laughing with us, she said. So thank, thank you, you Miss Veronica. Yes, and also thank I talked you, to my father, <laughs> who I don't think I knew listened to our shows. He was like, Yeah, I listen to your shows. I hear you talking about me. I was like, mm. <laughs> Well, whoopsie. My bad. But here's the thing. You know all this stuff. You did it. Like the past is the best. <laughs> hey, we, like, we right. it's just funny to hear it. I was like, right, wait till the book comes out, but no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Secrets will be revealed on the next. No, I just it's it's funny. Like Thanksgiving is coming this week, and it's just lots of family and different traditions. <laughs> and then I'm also thinking like. I go back to work on my birthday. Like, <laughs> I've had a week off from kids and then birthday, and it's happy oh, birthday to great. I'm like, dig it. It's on a Monday, too. Like, uh, but it's a whole I extra love, level. I love those small humans, and um, sometimes. Um, it's like a stop. I know a couple syndrome. of my one of my parents was listening to the show. I don't know if I've actually mentioned her child before. If so, she understands. It's fine. Everybody knows. No, everybody. After the last year and a half, there's no more secrets. Like you know how your kid was at school. Everybody yeah. saw it. Like it's not yeah. a secret anymore. Yeah, and it was funny because I told my dad I was like, <clears> "Well, you know, we're very open, we're very honest, and we're very transparent." So I mean. You know, he was like, yeah, I know. It was just funny. <laughs> I know. Me and my stepmom are coming for the party. And I just, I was like, dad, did you RSVP? No, I don't think so. Father, <laughs> never mind. I'll RSVP for you. <laughs> Can you RSVP for me to, and John too? Yes, I'll send it to the party Thank you. Because, <laughs> because I just realized that I got your email, but I got your email with the like the invitation for it. And like I I think it was while I was driving. Probably. I think it was the week we were driving. And I think so, we like, had I just it. talked right before. Yeah. And then yeah. So I'll yeah. speak for you and John. You. I totally like, forgot to tell you to tell Ashley that she was totally invited. I just don't have her on Facebook anymore. And Ashley. So- if you hear this, you don't. Ashley, you don't listen to this. <laughs> you don't listen to this. But I will see her. She's coming for Thanksgiving. Why does she coming not listen to our show? Because she, because she doesn't love me. That's how it really works. Obviously, I'm just kidding. She, she loves me so love much. Either one of us. <laughs> no, she's. But she is coming for Thanksgiving. She's coming out. She does love me. Okay. She's coming for Thanksgiving. She is. Coming so she'll for be here Tuesday. So when I see her Tuesday, I'll be like. But ask hey. her then. Why doesn't she listen to our show? 
I will. I will. I will. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll find out that she does listen to our show. And then on Friday when this airs, because this is going to air, we're recording this the week before Thanksgiving or a couple days before Thanksgiving. For, yeah. It will air the day yeah. after Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, so maybe we'll have an update for you next week that, in fact, Ashley does listen. Yes. But so stay tuned. Not. We'll see if Ashley actually listens to the show. To be yeah, fair, she used to have a lot Randy more listening opportunity. And listen to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We oh, and our friend Autumn listens to it in Africa. Yes, from Ghana. Yes, from Ghana. <clears throat> with her cute children. I know this has oh nothing gosh. to do with Thanksgiving, but her kids are seriously the yummiest little kids. They're so Oh cute. my gosh, right? I just want her to come visit from Africa so I can hold them. Like <laughs> she'll be in Cal she'll be in the stateside. She'll be coming stateside uh December. Is she? I hadn't mm-hmm. seen that. I definitely so would love to see her and the babies. Yes. And she'll the hubby. be if you go, do you, are you on her email list? On her email? Yes. Wait. Check the last one. No. Okay. I usually get all the updates on Facebook. I should be on the email because it's more Get detailed. on her email list because um, all kinds of amazing stuff that she that you wouldn't hear otherwise and prayer requests and great opportunities. I love what so she does. Our- We've talked about her before, our <laughs> friend. She, she's amazing. Um, she's a missionary in Ghana. Um, she runs a, a ministry and school. Um, it, it's just phenomenal. She's been there for how long now? I think 10 or 12 years now. Yeah. And she got married recently and they, she's already had, she had two foster boys, Edwin and Malvin. Shout out to them because they're love awesome. Them. They're such sweet boys. And oh then gosh. she has Ava and Jace, who are a, what? Uh, Ava's what? Fourteen months now, sixteen months, mm-hmm. and baby's pretty baby fresh. Is, yeah, he's like fresh out the factory kind of situation. So, <laughs> <laughs> but her, the ministry and the things that she does over there. Um, what's their website? If they want to check them out, yeah. If you want to check donate out their- to. The ministry. Yeah, it's called City of Refuge Ministries. Their website is cormghana.org, I believe is what it is. We'll double check and put it in the show notes for you this yeah, week. Yeah, because I always call it quorum for sure. <laughs> exactly. And here's the thing that's coming up that's really cool. So um, Giving Tuesday is always the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So, you know, you've got Black right. Friday, Cyber Monday, then Giving <clears throat> Tuesday. And it's an opportunity yes. for us to um, kind of <laughs> – I like to think of it as atoning for all of our uh, capitalist sins um, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday (laughs) and um, to give, but to take that same sort of. (laughs) The dog is looking at me like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Uh, Right. I'm okay, Dempsey. It's all good. She's um, coming to check on me now. But I'm Quorum okay. has a, a Giving Tuesday pledge I'm okay. um, that they are they are working, um, looking for, a, they have a $15,000 challenge to kind of help propel oh. them towards the end of the year. Oh my goodness, we have, watching, a <laughs> we have a Dempsey. We have a Dempsey situation. He knows I hate the face. Um, if you're oh, watching, all kinds of you lips. just saw the gigantic dog up on my lap. What kind of dog is he? I forgot. Honestly. It's some kind of bull thing. It's some kind of bull something. <laughs> Excuse me, she, yeah. Phoebe is a full bulldog. Mm-hmm. He's like a, he's a half something. I he's a Heinz fifty seven All American mutt. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were talking about something really important, <laughs> and then this dog just because he was checking on me, he thought I wasn't okay from that noise, and then I coughed. <laughs> you had to make sure it's love, man. It is. Uh, it is love. So, I anyways, don't do the face licking though. 
mm. with any Can't dog. imagine why. Um, so much love. A- any animal that no, – anyways, I'm going to stop before I finish that sentence. Um, but <laughs> as a longtime pet owner, I'm going to stop before I finish that sentence. But um, – Back to the important thing, which is City of Refuge. So we've talked about City of Refuge before. The great thing about this organization is they exist um, in Ghana to help uh, children who are victims of human trafficking. Um, They are a place of restoration and healing. They work with their community partners to combat child uh, trafficking. Um, Typically, there's kids that are sold into slavery on the lake Mm. there for fishing in the fishing industries. Uh, And so um, CORM works not only to provide housing and provide education, all wrapped up in the love of Jesus for these kids, but also what they do is they have uh, an organization called Seven Continents, which does amazing. And I don't think my bag is in here. I don't have access to it, but I have an amazing Seven Continents bag. um, I remember when you got the bag. It's so cute. And it is, oh my gosh, it is everything. I can put everything in this bag. It's amazing. Um, but, um, uh, this is, these are bags that are made and other materials that are made by women who are in the local community. It's a way of them kind of doing, um, micro businesses so that these Mm -hmm. women don't feel obligated to sell their children into slavery. Um, so it's a great way of pouring back into the community. Autumn, our friend, um, we went to college with her. We sang with her in Sanctified, Sanctified. Uh, she is the yes. uh, director of education for <clears throat> Faith Roots Academy, which is their school that's on their campus in their children's village. And they um, they not only work with the kids that are there, uh, that are corn kids, but then also any of the ki- uh, kids in the surrounding community who um, right. are participate as well. So head on over to Corm Ghana, C O R M Ghana, G H A N A dot org. They've got a Giving Tuesday campaign, fifteen thousand through the end of the year, and, and we'll we, post the link if yes, you can. For sure, we will definitely post the link in our bio for this episode. But we love Corm, yeah. we love what they're doing, we love Autumn, um, yes. and so you can support that ministry and that organization there. Um, and then if there are any organizations that you know of that you love, um, yes, head over to please. our website at yes. joyandjust.com and you can leave us a voice memo and let us know of some great organizations that would be good to sponsor. Or you can hit us up on our Instagram at we digress with joy underscore Jess. And yes. we'll, uh, we can post links to those handles as well. I still can't but believe yeah. you said capitalist sense, but I totally <laughs> understand. Um, hey, yeah, we definitely want to. <clears throat> It's the time of year anyway where, I mean, we should be giving all year long in general, um, but during these colder months, these holiday months, these, you know, it's always hard, not just for those um, who are homeless, but you have um, family loss that people deal with in the holidays. Mm -hmm. Suicide rates are always up during Thanksgiving um, from Thanksgiving season through Christmas, New Year's Mm -hmm. season, um, because a lot of people struggle with their mental health, um, dealing with um, loss or family or not being able to get with their family. I know um, when, though I still believe we're in a pandemic, but when it was, everything was higher at a height, a lot of people haven't seen their families in Mm -hmm. two years, you know, almost. And so um, it's one of those times a year where not only should we be giving, but we should really 
pay attention to those around us, you know, Absolutely. co-workers that are being a little more checking quiet, on people. Yeah. Um, checking in on people um, just today. And I hope she doesn't kill me for saying this. So um, someone, well, I won't say the name, but someone was supposed to come visit today and hang out for a little while. And um, she was just like, I'm not in a good headspace to hang out. I need to just stay home and reset <clears throat> and get ready for my work week. And it just so happened, like, I wasn't really concerned about them, though I hadn't heard from them since the other day. But my mom texted me and was like, hey, have you heard from such and such? You should call her if you haven't. And it was a good thing that I did because I, you know, I found that she wasn't she wasn't okay today. And it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. But um, sometimes isolation can be good for that. But sometimes isolation is not what you need. So um, it's it's a hard time of year. So anytime you can give, anytime you can be of help, even if you're not giving up your money, give up your time. Go mm -hmm. have a coffee with someone. Um, any of those things. And, and those are things I, I try to generally tell people to do even on, you know, my social media and all that all year long, because so many people silently suffer with so many different things. And, um, my church this past Saturday went out, um, downtown, um, and gave a hundred and fifty plus, uh, mm -hmm. coats to wow. homeless and, um, toiletry bags and, um, toiletry bags and food, um, for them to have, um, they all got them. My, he, my pastor was like, I don't want to give away. At first I was like, we can just like get some gently used coats. We don't have to like get brand new coats. Mind you, I've been working with homeless since I was for real could talk like no joke. I'm not exaggerating. This is something that's been my grandmother's passion my entire life. So mm -hmm. it's not new to me. Like I'm true to this. I'm not new to this. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he wanted to make sure that each person had a brand new jacket wow. and they reached the goal and That's they awesome. got brand new puffer coats for the homeless. Cause LA has been a little cold so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, today is 84, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at night, this time of year at night, it gets pretty cold, especially the closer to the coast you are. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting, you know. I, I, they have been trying to get more involved, especially in the holiday season. And, you know, I used to kind of joke with them, like my mother has been trying to get my church involved with this kind of stuff for years because I was raised by her who was raised by the person, you know what I'm saying? Who got right. us involved with this stuff growing up. And before my grandfather passed, he was very involved too. He was like security though, or like, you know, sometimes <laughs> a homeless, depending on their mental state, sometimes they can be a little, right. a little sassy. And my grandfather would be like, Hey, you're not going to eat. If you don't stop, you know, you won't calm down. Like that was my grandfather. Like he dealt with it a little differently than we do. He's but more behind the scenes need, kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. You always need those people though down there because even sisters in ministry, we would, before COVID, we were doing, um, we would do our street revival every year. So we would set up at a rescue mission downtown mm -hmm. in their parking lot. And we'd have prayer stations. We have a toiletry station. We have a station for clothes. Um, and then we would do like a service for them. And um, I remember one year I went and a girl I went to high school with and her children were there. And I was just like, Lord, you know, he, yeah. you know, I, I, we're blessed and you don't brag about it in a way of like, you know, but this is why 
it's important for us to step out of our comfort zone and to be there for people who don't have at all. Even your little thing that you think you don't have, somebody else has literally less than you. So you're little, (laughs) it's still little, but it's way more than somebody who has nothing. And there is a misconception about homeless that bothered me. Um, And and I was telling a coworker, I have a new coworker, y'all gotta pray for me. Mm. Pray for me. That's all I'm going to say. I told him one day, I was like, honey, you need to live a little more life because your your views and understanding of things, you, you're too young. You don't, you haven't lived enough yet, honey. Let me explain some things to you. Okay. I sound like, I sound like I'm about to be 40. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's I felt that. The mental has I passed. And now. But, you know, we were talking about the homeless situation because Mayor Garcetti got covid he was tested positive a few weeks back, right? Mm-hmm. And his response was, I don't care because he's ruling California. I was like, you don't care that he has COVID? Like, that's bad. Like, <laughs> and so my boss says to him, like, what is your issue with him? Not saying you're wrong or right. You can feel how you feel about a politician. Not be happy that they have COVID, though. Like, that's not, that's not a good thing. But his response was, the homeless problem. I said, uh-uh, let me explain something to you. If you're going to have a problem with Mayor Garcetti, I'm going to have need you to have another problem with him because the homeless problem has been a problem since I was a little girl in Los Angeles, California. I don't know where you have been living all of your life. This problem did not start with him. It's not going to end with him. And it started way before, even when I was a little girl. So if you're going to be mad at him, be mad about something else. Give me something else you're mad about. He had nothing. I said, let me tell you why I think the the problem is a problem for you. Are they in your neighborhood now? Well, yeah, you know, they've been, I said, and that's when it became a problem for Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner. That's when it became a problem for some of the other people who have finances that are higher than ours. That's when it became a problem for people because it's overgrown because there's no place for them to go. They're building high rises and stuff downtown. So downtown used to be the main source of a lot of things for the homeless. Well, now they're everywhere. I said, and the fact that it only became a problem for you when it came in your neighborhood, you need to reevaluate who you have a problem with. Is it Mayor Garcetti or do you have a problem with the homeless? You can have issues. We can have difference of opinion politic wise. I don't even have a problem with that. But if you would have said anything else other than the homeless problem, I probably wouldn't have said anything to you. I said, but you really need to live a little bit more. And I said, it only became a problem because they're in your neighborhood now. I said, a lot of people lost their homes during COVID, during the pandemic. There are people, everybody, there's a misconception. There are some people that there's people I've worked with in the homeless community. They want to be homeless. They don't want to do the Mm -hmm. things that are required for them to get better. But then that's only a portion. You have a lot that want to get a home. You have a lot that want to work. They want to get clean. They want all those things. And there's a misperception because we're frankly scared of homeless people. And some can be mentally, you know, have mental issues. And But the misconception is that they all do and they don't all do. So that's my TED talk for today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you it know, just, it's, it bugs me, you know. 
It's interesting because the church that we went to this morning is one that we we're, we're going to different churches and we're, you know, investigating and trying to find a place that's a community that we want to be a part of. And one of the things that's really important for us is that we are part of a community where <clears throat> the church is involved in the life of the, of our city and our community and mm-hmm. our, our area. And so um, the church that we went to today is a really small church, um, mm-hmm. very small church. I, they said that they were bigger than they had people there today, but I don't know. They didn't have any extra chairs set up, so I think it's pretty small. But um, one of the things that they were talking about doing, and I appreciate this because, again, it doesn't matter your size of your church or mm-hmm. the size of your ability, is they do a blanket and a jacket drive for the homeless in the yeah, Savannah area. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so – and wonderful. the thing is, like, it's colder out here, definitely. And especially yeah. overnight, it's a lot colder. You know, it's it's yeah. below freezing. Um, it's been right around freezing overnight here, um, mm-hmm. since we've been here. So that's, that's but no cold. snow though. Right? No, we don't get snow. We're on the coast. If they get snow here, we get it like once in a blue moon. I think the last time there was snow here was like 2018 and it was gone within. Yeah. Like if yeah. I moved, I would only move to that area because you said it doesn't snow and I don't know. Doesn't I'm, snow. I'm for real a California girl. I can't. <laughs> it's snowy <laughs> and it's windy. Like in the mornings, we go out and like I got I got some thermal uh, thermal uh, workout you pants. Said you were order some. <laughs> and you know what? The other morning we went out and it was so cold. I was like, "This isn't working." <laughs> but um, you know th- what's what's funny about See, what you were uh, talking about? Total, I don't think we're home anymore, right? I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh. but you know, at, at the message at church today was exactly what you were just talking about, which mm. is. As we are going into the holidays, it's very easy to not be present in our in the moment and be present mm-hmm. in our communities because we have a million things going and we kind of just put ourselves on autopilot to get everything done right. and go to all the things and do all the things, you know, or or just, you know, make it through. But mm-hmm. one of the things that he talked about, you know, is we're in the passage where um, in the book of Acts where the apostles are, um, they come across the guy who is um, – he is uh, uh, lame and he is at mm-hmm. the gate called mm-hmm. beautiful. And then mm-hmm. they come and he's asking for money and they're like, look, we don't have any money, but what we do have, we give to you. Um, mm-hmm. And in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus, stand up and walk. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was, he was talking about that in terms of whatever you have to give in the hands of Jesus, it multiplies and becomes more than what it is. And so mm-hmm. whatever you have, um, don't wait till you have plenty to give, but give from mm-hmm. where you are. And he was like, and this is not a call for the offering. <laughs> He's like, this is. <laughs> and what's so funny is the church that we went to last week was talking about tithing. It was really funny. So the church that oh, we went wow. to last week, well, but what, what's hilarious is they were in this just like series and the church last week it's a complicated story. Basically two churches merged and last Sunday was their first Sunday as a United church. Oh, And it happened that in the series that the, that the kind of larger church was in, like the second week of the series was talking about tithing, which happened to be the first week with the combined church, which happened to be the first time that the former lead pastor of the smaller church knew executive pastor of the t- combined church was preaching in the pulpit as part of the oh, church. God. And I was like, this Dude. sounds like a whole lot going on. I was like, pastor to pastor. I thought that poor guy just got like the worst. 
divorced. Yeah, poor and guy. And dealt. I'm no, like, seriously, that's that was a very hard hand to have right there. And he he handled. <laughs> he was a great message. One of the best messages I'm giving that I think I've ever heard. Actually, it was mm. really really good. Um, because it's funny. Initially, we weren't looking to go to the big church. We wanted to go to the smaller church because the okay. preaching was better. We thought. And so, because <laughs> we, we've been watching churches online in preparation right. for coming out here. Okay, I've been watching yeah, services yeah. online going, okay, well, this seems like a place where the teaching is good. And to me, and, and I hope this doesn't come across as like, um, I hope this doesn't come across as like some kind of savior complex. It's almost like if the worship, if the people are worshiping, that's what I care about. I don't care if the worship is good. I care if the message okay. is good. Because I want the people to worship because I feel like that's a place that I can then go and pour myself into and help in that regard. Like that's an area where I could help. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I would be more concerned that the word is being taught and that the people themselves were still worshiping even if the music wasn't like on point. I'm processing. Like it doesn't, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I was just thinking like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It doesn't, yeah. you don't, you don't come off like. Here I come to save the day. Like it doesn't come off like that. But <laughs> it's like I don't I'm looking for a church. I, I wanna be a I wanna go to a church where I can make an impact in that church. Like mm-hmm. that's that I wanna be in a place where um that you can add I, to it. Yeah, you where can I where I can bring, bring my your, gifts. Yeah. Right? And they have a I place. Think, like that would be something that most people will want. I think we come from a different perspective, especially because um, ministry. You've been in, you know, we're yeah. in ministry and you've come from a pastoral standpoint. Like it's, it is very hard. Like if I look at a church, like, like for instance, not that I'm saying I would, I'm moving to Oklahoma at any point. Cause no, I would love if transformation opened a church in California or Georgia. Like I would be it fine gets with cold that. There. But <laughs> it gets really <clears throat> cold there. But I would think like they already have like an amazing praise team. So like, I would just want to be in the atmosphere of the people that are doing it because their worship right. team is already so good. But when I think about like past experiences, like most of the churches where I have been worship leader or something like that have been because they needed fixing in a way. <laughs> so yeah. I guess well, that makes sense. In a way, but I look at now, if I were to, you know, find a new ministry, I would want, there's part of me that would want what you're saying, but then there's part of me is like, I want them to have it established too. Like, if that makes any sense, like that's weird. It does. But, well, you know, it's, it's the church that we were going to in California, the father's house, which I love mm-hmm. if you're in California, in the Orange County area. Check them out. The Father's House OC in Brea. Services Sundays at 9 and 11, I believe it is. TFHOC.org. Great ministry. Great teaching. she's still a member. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much. Um, <laughs> and what was great about it, particularly in the season that we were attending, was, um, you know, two weeks from today will mark a year I have not been in ministry. Mm. And... That's a whole other topic and a whole other set of tears. Well, let me right. tell you. That's another episode, actually. I'm going to keep it together today. <laughs> That's another episode. No, but if you need to let it out, you know how I feel. Let <laughs> I it out. But um, but 
we found the father's house and we began attending, um, they, they restarted in-person services on Easter Sunday last year or this year. And, um, that the years are confusing the last two years. That's fine. It's been 14 years, the last two years. Um, right. But, but what has been so sweet about it and they had a really well-developed worship ministry. Great. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything worked together well and they had, they did, they were doing church where it was a pretty well-oiled machine, um, Mm -hmm. and, and all kinds of stuff. Teaching Mm -hmm. was great. Worship was great. And the worship was one of those things where for me in that season, because I wasn't leading, I had the opportunity to, I had to relearn first off how to worship because Mm -hmm. anybody Mm -hmm. who's a worship leader knows that you learn to worship while you are processing five or 10 other things going on. So you're mm-hmm, engaged, uh-huh, but uh-huh. you, you engage while you're making sure the band is on tempo, while you're making sure that the audio works, while you're checking the, con- the temperature of the congregation, while you're keeping your eye out for um, people who might be in need, you know, while you're keeping mm-hmm. listening for the mix, like all those things happen and you worship. Right, and so right. for me, I had to learn how to focus my brain <laughs> because mm. I was so used to keeping it, boop, 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 you know, all right, over the place. Right, right. And so I had to learn, relearn how to worship as a worshiper. But then also I, they did a lot of declarative worship at TFH mm. and is it a lot, a lot of stuff talking about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. uh, the provision of God and the, um, uh, just that kind of declarative worship. And let me tell you, I I knew it before because I'm a worship leader and I'm trained and I know the theology and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But there comes a time when you sit in it again and you experience it again and you That's realize a different experience. Mm-hmm. it is. And That's you just go, how incredibly important. Let me, for those of you who are churchgoers who are listening or watching this, from my heart to yours, let me just tell you this. If you are not someone who is used to singing in the congregation, Please try to begin doing that. And here's why. First off, God wants to hear you. God loves to hear you. He made your voice. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. He thinks it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He wants to hear you. But second of all, and I think this is this is for me what has been the most transformative in this last season, is there is something very, very precious about singing those words about who God is, about what God has done, and declaring what we believe that he will do in the future. Mm-hmm. There is something about saying those words. We have a we have a friend um, that we went to college with, a guy named Brian Logue, great worship leader up in Northern California, and mm-hmm. he preached a message a while back. And he, I, I was watching the replay on it, and he said something so profound. And I'm mad because I wish I'd thought of it. Um, but he said, <laughs> "That's such a preacher thing to say." Like right? I've, I've so said good. that myself. It's such right. a preacher thing to say. Right? But he he said. Worship is the sermon that the congregation declares to each other. Mm. And it's like, yes, because when we are sitting there, we are singing about the goodness of God to one another. So it's the sermon that we get to participate in, even though we're not the preacher. And so um, let me just encourage you, (laughs) whatever tradition you find yourself in, like if you are not someone who sings, please start singing because I, I, there was not a, there were two, I should say. There were two Sundays in the, you know, eight or 10 months that we were able to be in person with TFH that mm-hmm. I did not leave a sobbing mess. <laughs> and, and, and that was a good thing because I have still have, and I say that in the present tense, 
I have some hurt and I have some baggage and I have some pain that I have mm-hmm. to process out of my last ministry because it mm-hmm. wrecked me. It I absolutely fight wrecked him. me. I just want to fight him. <laughs> and I don't um, fight. You know, and this is the longest in, this is the, this is the longest in 20 years that I have been out of ministry. I feel you. It's so and weird. <laughs> hate it. I, I hate, hate it with every part it of my at heart. the same time because I think I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. and it's funny. So I haven't really let worship or preached or taught really. I did teach a couple Saturdays. My mom asked me to fill in mm-hmm. last month and the month before for right. our ministry development class. So that was like, and it's funny because like, I don't teach like my mother, but I teach like my mother, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Like we yes. don't teach the same, but I, we teach, we have some similarities, right? So yeah, right. So the first time I've taught, I hadn't taught in a while, especially to the group of ministers. So it's for our ministers, deacons, and elders to be a part of this class. Um, It's a requirement for the ministry. So um, I was teaching. I don't even remember if it was Thessalonians or no. The first week month I taught on Galatians, and um, I was like just going through some stuff, and it's funny because. People had questions and I wasn't prepared <laughs> for questions. <laughs> like, but uh, thank you for the Holy Spirit activating. Men. Because um, <laughs> I was able to activate. answer their questions. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit activate. That is literally my favorite thing of all times. Before it was a TikTok sound, before it was anything. First of all, I'm upset that I didn't <clears throat> know how to make it a sound yes. on TikTok because I posted it three weeks before it went viral on my TikTok page a video clip of it. And then the next thing I know, three weeks later, like it took several weeks for this to go viral and somebody made it a sound on TikTok and it has been gone ever since. Anyway. So the funny thing. be a lesson to you all. Right. Um, The other thing about it is when pastor Michael Todd did the Holy spirit series a few months ago, Mm -hmm. one of the things that he had said in the sermon was, when we pray, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to activate within us, right? So I have been doing that. So then I'm watching Family Feud one night and China Phillips from Wilson Phillips just starts. <laughs> First of all, it maybe she me. watches it too. She must. It because they're, you know, of course they're believers or whatever. Honey, first of all, the funniest thing, because we were watching it because I love celebrity family. I love family feud. So I love, you know, celebrity family feud is even funnier sometimes. Right. So she really told him to hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. And I was just like, no. Like, she did not do that on national TV. And you hear Kearney Wilson in the background going, oh, God. <laughs> China's sister was red. Just Wendy. like, oh no, she was red, and Carney, Carney, and her mother were there, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> and all you for real here, Carney Wilson, because Carney Wilson's hilarious, and she just loudly goes, oh god. <laughs> so the whole episode is funny. If you find that episode, just watch the episode. It has Wilson Phillips. It's great. Oh, anyway, gosh. back to the teaching thing. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so we're teaching Galatians, and then the next month, I was teaching First and Second Thessalonians, and it was like 
it's like you unzipped something that you just forgot you knew how to do. I mean, I know I work with kids every day and I teach, but teaching the word and preaching and doing stuff in ministry is a whole different thing. And so I had like this one lady, she's always a very talkative person in class and that's fine. We encourage talking, right? She's like, Odo Joy, I just want you to know I need your cash out because you just blessed me teaching today. Like she was just like really like animated about it. She was like, I'm not kidding. I know because I started my first class by saying, I know I'm not mom, but here we go. Kind of thing, right? Right. You don't have to be your mom. I was like, no, I wasn't having a confidence moment. I was just saying I don't teach like her. But they took it as like a confidence moment. It was nice because they were being encouraging. Like, you're so good still. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, thank you. That's not where I was, but thank you. Um, so it, it's different when you're not doing it. And then uh, right. it was like that couple back to back Sundays that I, I led worship. I was like, that felt different. Like <laughs> I yeah. wasn't sure I wanted to lead it anyway for several reasons, but that's another episode for another day or a story or however you guys want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but I was like, mm. and it just so happened. I think the guy who had been playing keys for us those couple weeks, he had an injury with his hand. So we had to go back to the pre-recorded situation before that um, that we were doing before, but it was interesting, you know? So I, Jen was t- talking about coming with me to come visit you when we do our thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that for so many reasons, but I'm excited for the ministry of it. We get right. to just be us yeah, and flow and do whatever. And, and, I'm going to put her business out there. My best friend, Jen Mastowski, because there's two Jens, which we've told you guys that before. <laughs> she was here this morning and, and some there's, we had brunch together and the brunch started in tears because she's struggling finding some purpose in, in what she wants to do. Uh, and her job, she, um, her, she worked for Sergeant, Sergeant, how do you say that? Center. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> It was always Orange County Performing Arts Center to me, right. and I never started calling and it. And then the, sponsorships. The, the, cig- the cigarette, whatever. So- <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I almost spewed my water. <laughs> she really did. Oh. I'm so sorry. But um, anyway, she, you know, during the pandemic and things were happening, and when they reopen certain positions, you know, she worked in um, group sales. Well, they're not yeah. doing a lot of group sales and things yeah. like that. And then she got a position at UCI that she thought was going to be great. But they gave her a job that you really need at least three people to do. Uh-oh. She was the assistant to like four different, chan- like a chancellor, a dean, a this, and then like helping the assistant of the this. And it was just too much. And she was losing sleep. And stressed and mm. couldn't handle it. So um, she was like, I hope she doesn't get, kill me for saying this. But she was like, Joy, I feel like a failure. You know, Aww. I feel like this is the first time I haven't had a plan. I don't know what I'm going to do. And yes, we were talking. She and she was asking me about you and some things. And she was like, well, you know, if you do go, when you go out there, if I can afford it, I would love to come too. So now both gents might come. Well, it's a good thing the Embassy Suites is literally in view of our condo because I only got a couch and hopefully a bed by then. (laughs) And so, so y'all gonna snuggle? Jokingly said, 
that would be great because we're going to need the help. We're going to probably need an assistant or something that day. And for that that day or two days or however we're going to do the thing. And she was like, that's what I mean. That's really what I want to do. I want to be able to help people. I said, have you looked into being a virtual assistant? Have you looked into some other things? Starting your own virtual assistant business and being able to help others. I always joke about her helping us when we get our full-time stuff going. But I joke about it because that is who she is. Um, There have been times where nobody knew I was struggling financially the way I was. And I would get a check in the mail or a cashier's check or my first like car that I bought on my own. I only had the down payment because she was so excited that I was getting the car that she sent me money to get the car. Like that's, that's who she is. That's the type of person she is. So her one not of the being most able generous to hearts. Help, yeah. She has literally one of the most generous hearts. And I, I I had some people in my life who were like, who is this Jen person? We've never even seen her. And she doesn't come to your shows and she doesn't do this and she doesn't do that. And I'm like, but what you don't know that she's praying. <clears throat> what you don't know is she helps me. She is always behind the scenes. Every time I have a new piece of merchandise come out for Beauty Flog, she has purchased it one or two or more. She bought journal for her mom because her mom was struggling with confidence issues. Like that's to me, that support, whether you are visually seen or not, that type of thing means the world to me. And that is why she's one of my best friends. You know what I'm saying? She may not be at my concerts. She may not be there when I'm preaching. She wasn't able to come to the first conference that I did. But you better know and believe that behind the scenes that she either helped purchase something, she was interceding for it, she was doing all of the above or something because that is who she is. So she's like, I just feel like I have no purpose right now. I said, look into the virtual assistant, look into starting your own assistant business. She was looking into, um, she's like, I would love to sit and talk to Jess about picking her brain. I I might want to start an Etsy store and things like that. I'm like, just call her. Jen, we know you're listening. You got my number, girl. Call me. <laughs> Call her, you know? So it was one of those kind of brunches today. She just needed to like let it all out. Um, but it, it just reminded me like, I'm blessed though we do not make anything yet from what we do yes. ministry-wise and podcasts and beauty flawed and we digress and um, a women's gathering and all of that that we're working on. We don't, but I love doing this stuff. Yeah. And I just always pray like eventually I get to do it. But even with my job, as frustrating as it is, I got to see my kids perform Man in the Mirror on Thursday outside in the weirdest conditions. (laughs) I had bunk microphone situations. They were not ready, but they did it. And I was like, I did that. Like I was proud of myself and I was proud of them because with COVID, we don't know how yeah, anything everything is, is always go. upside it's down. It's just so crazy. Like our Christmas show is going to be 10 times more eccentric than this Thanksgiving <laughs> show. I don't know how I'm doing this outside, but I'm doing it. But I couldn't imagine feeling like I'm not walking in my purpose. And to hear someone you love so much and care about say that they feel like they don't have purpose, it broke my heart. And we prayed. And of course, you know, I let her get out. I said, but you have purpose. I said, my prayer for you has always been that you don't just get a job anymore. 
but that you walk in your purpose is that your next position will be the position that launches you for what you want to do. And she's like, but I always want to be help. And I want to be, there is a job market for that. There is. Absolutely. Send out assistance to other people, you know? So yeah, it's, it's amazing. We're blessed though. We, don't have it all the way we want it yet, but we're blessed to do what we are called to do. Cause, cause the goal is to be ambassadors for the sake of God. Right. Absolutely. And to, and to take that message, the good news of Jesus Christ, because mm-hmm. we believe that it will completely transform who you are and what you do and everything about your life. Right. It doesn't make everything immediately 100%, you know, Gucci no. or anything like that, but it does, it does change you from the inside. And so that's why we think it's so important. And the mm-hmm. goal for us, and one of the things that we want to do is we just want to be able to focus full time on that. <laughs> because yeah. because yeah. that's the good stuff, you know? That's the good and stuff, man. <laughs> that's the good stuff. And <laughs> and and I I always I, I told John, I said, as much as I love the job that I'm working now and I love the people and I'm so grateful that I get to keep working with um with the university, even though I'm on the mm-hmm. East Coast for a while, mm-hmm. you know. Um the thing the thing that's great about it is it's still sort of tangentially kingdom related. It's not ministry right. the way that I used to do it, but it is ministry in the sense that we equip servant leaders, you know, to right. change the world for the gospel of Christ. But I was so spoiled in that for 20 years, I got to um, focus all of my effort and energy full time on kingdom work and on mm-hmm. pouring into people and serving and loving. And once you do that, it spoils you for literally every other job on the planet. It does. It 100% <laughs> does. You know, I thought I there was a season when I was in so much pain because of what I was going through at the church where I was praying, Lord, I don't want to do ministry anymore. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And um and and even as I prayed it, I knew that that wasn't the prayer I really wanted to pray, but it was the only one I could put words to because I was so tired of of the friendly fire. And so mm-hmm. like I I prayed it hoping that it would only be a short break. <laughs> it's uh-huh. been a little bit longer than I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I thought you know, I would be okay with going and being a barista or getting a job in clerical or doing marketing or anything like that. Right, right. And right. and I am and I'm okay with it. But oh man, do I miss the ability to to spend all of my time living out the unique gifting that God gave me in proclaiming the good mm-hmm. news of Jesus and, mm-hmm. and being able to put a roof over my head <laughs> at the same time, right. you know? Right. And right. so, and so it's, it's a bummer, but I am, I am 100%. I have learned and I believe that when Cause like you said that Jen had mentioned that she didn't know what the next steps were. She couldn't see what that was. And I just remarked to John, I was like in that same position. I'm like, we've moved out here and we don't have a next step. Like (laughs) the house is being built. (laughs) Like we got plumbing. I went out there yesterday and saw pipes sticking out the ground, which is great, but that's it. That's the next step. And we will have to pay for the house (laughs) at some point. Like, you know, yes. we will have to, you know, get jobs and, and find community and build out all those things here 
that we had in California that we don't have here because we've moved out here on a wing and a prayer, um, trusting that this mm-hmm. is the step that God has for us. Right. But I don't know what this, I don't know. I've been called out and not called to, and that's a hard right. place to be. That's a hard and place so, to be. So I understand 100% Jen, what you were saying yeah, um, about that because yeah, called out, but not called to is terrifying. It is. Um, but the, but here's the thing that I, I have experienced in my life and that I, and that I'm, I'm trusting is going to happen in this season because it's happened in seasons past is mm-hmm. that when we cannot, what's that, what's that old eighties or nineties, like CCM song? It's like, when you don't understand, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. I don't feel like this is point of grace or something. It was like pre-point of grace. It was like <laughs> in vitro point of grace. Um, I was like, that feels like a point of grace song. Anyway. Right? I don't so, know that so, one. I don't think. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of the wider songs I've ever known in my life. But um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop. Yeah. You said what now? Yeah. It's a white, it's a white song. Did you hear? I was just thinking about this the other night. It randomly popped into my brain. When we oh were in Spirit God. of Hope, did you hear Rudy Hagen say that Maverick City wasn't? What did he say? It wasn't black music. It was black people singing white music. I don't did you think catch I heard that? that. Did yeah. I? How did I? How did I miss that? Yeah. I think I was up taking pictures for the social media team. But did I go to the restroom? Because I had gone to the bathroom at some point. Did I miss that? I must have missed that. You might have. I, yeah. I did not. What? Rudy, Rudy said that Maverick City was not was not black worship. It was black people singing white worship. And I was like, I, I mean, have so many questions. I have so many things to say about that. Yeah. Well, one, it's not just all black people. That's number mm-hmm. one. Maverick City is mixed with black, white, Hispanic, Asian, all, all the above. Yeah. And then if you've heard the Jubilee Juneteenth version, which I'm sure most people have, like they see Juneteenth and they're like, I'm not listening to that. Anyway, it's a side it's A and a side B. It's so side good. A has like the more like contemporary, and then like side B is like R and B sexy Jesus. And I was like, where did the sexy Jesus? Come no, you did not. Am I lying? Am I lying? No. I love oh. it. Don't get me wrong. But the first time I was driving and listening to it, and it flipped over to the next side, and I was like. Oh, okay. That's I like that you just said flipped over to the next side as though, as though it's like a cassette from when we were kids or like a vinyl or like an eight because track. Because it literally says side A, side B, like well, it's true. old school. So my brain, that's where my brain went. So anybody who's under the age of like, I don't know, 20, who's listening to this, there used to be a thing where you had a cassette that you would have to turn it around and then like the other side would play. <laughs> Yes. And then they had these other things called records, right? Yes. And there was also side A and side B to that. But they weren't like always full albums. It was like two or three songs on, yeah. Whatever didn't fit on the front side. Pretty much. With the overflow on the back side. Because my mother has given me extensive (laughs) details on like how Al Green albums used to work. All right. Um, (laughs) We digress. Yeah. We digress. <laughs> you 
that was this a nice episode segue. was supposed to be about talking I about totally Thanksgiving. I totally didn't hear that. We were so, yeah, we were supposed to be talking about Thanksgiving. We didn't talk about Well, we, I mean, we, we're not far. For a nanosecond, we talked about Thanksgiving. We, I mean, we're not <clears> far. We were talking about, you know, the, the homeless situation and the time of giving and the season of giving. And, 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 and it's funny. I, I I was listening to our episode from last week and I was talking about no Santa, <laughs> but I also believe in the, the magic of Christmas. And though I know some Christians who would come after me like magic is witchcraft. And okay. Yes. I didn't mean it in the sense like bippity boppity boo. Like but... Disney magic though. <laughs> like, but like, magic. Yeah. like twinkle lights it's... are magical. Yeah, and it's, it's a hill just I will something die on. beautiful about this time of year for me, and and I would, I do wish that we had this sense of giving and 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 the sense of excitement and love and joy throughout the year, but we don't always, you know, right? And so, um, I will also say, in supporting Black Friday, support small businesses if you're going to shop. Small shop business small. Saturday. Small business yes. so it's Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. We take Although Sunday Black off. Black Friday has for started Jesus for still. some, right? Black Friday has started for some businesses like two, three weeks ago. I had a Black Friday mm-hmm. sale. I ordered something for the party, and it was on Black Friday sale. Like it's three all. Weeks ago. <laughs> but see, it's like keeping up with the Christmas movies. I can't keep up. It's so many. It's creeping. Going pretty soon, October twenty second. Pretty soon, it's going to be July fourth. Uh, Labor Day, Black Friday, Veterans Day, <laughs> Black Friday, September. Because there's no. always veteran sales too. Yeah, I never understood why we had Labor Day sales and like some of these holidays are not like celebratory, like Memorial Day. You would not oh, yeah. think like I mean it's celebratory, but it's not like it's a day of remembering the loss. You know, it's, right. This is, First of all, people get the, that holiday flipped mm-hmm. up because they also start posting pictures of people who are living that are in the military. And I'm like, that's Veterans Day, man. Not Memorial right? Day. <laughs> Memorial Day started as, if I recall correctly, it started in the South. It's Decoration Day. When it, or maybe it started like for like Revolutionary Decoration War. Decoration Day. Okay. Decoration mm-hmm. Day. It was supposed to like, I think it was for. It was either Revolutionary or Civil War where you went mm-hmm. to go, like, remember those who had died. And then, like, it became a whole thing. So that's what mm-hmm. that's what Memorial Day is. Mm-hmm. Now it just means summer barbecue weekend. But it, it is technically for those who were killed in action. So those right. who in the military right. were killed in action. Veterans Day is for those who served. Right. Armistice Day is different. <clears throat> I don't even know what that one is. I just know the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. And it really irritates me when people put living people on their Facebook for Memorial Day. And I'm like, are you trying to kill them in the spirit? Because this is not what's happening. No. <laughs> this is not a okay. like, Wait for November 11th, people. November 11th. Right. Veterans yes. Day. Like, yes. come on. It, but I don't know why that bothers me. <laughs> well, you know, I think. I think it's because like we have so many that are like the same. So it's like how it used to be when we were kids. Remember you, and maybe because I don't have kids in school, I don't. It might be the same. I don't know. But you had Lincoln's <laughs> birthday, you had Washington's birthday, and one of them was like President's Day for like yeah. all the presidents. We used to we used to get all of them right because it was we two Mondays off in a row, now. and it was amazing. Yeah. We only get yeah. President's Day now. Okay, we don't get Lincoln. So we used to get Lincoln, 
Washington and they would use Washington's birthday as President's, President's Day. Day. And then you also used to get Columbus Day off, but we don't recognize Columbus anymore. So it's so Indigenous it's People's Indigenous Day. Indigenous People's Day, but we don't get it off anymore. Which I'm like, here's the thing. If we were going to call it, which I'm with the Indigenous people, I'm that's, I have to be. They're literally in my bloodline. So <laughs> my grandmother on my father's side, um, her mother was full Blackfoot Indian. And her father was half Cherokee. And then on my grand, my mother's side, they're Creole. And then my grandmother's people have Cherokee somewhere. So um, I'm with the indigenous situation. My problem is how come I can't get indigenous people day off? We just want the day off. <laughs> That's all we're saying. If we took it off for Columbus, who didn't really do nothing, then... <laughs> positive. He didn't really do much positive. We'll add that. Caveat. Well, yeah, much positive. Why do we not get Indigenous People's Day off? I think that's the next situation that we need to figure out. Um, and then November doesn't have um, it have much. Well, we have Veterans Day off, and then now we get a week for Thanksgiving. Because when I was when we were younger, we only got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, off. We still went to school Monday, Tuesday, which was kind of stupid. But hey, when else were we supposed to do our historically inaccurate Thanksgiving plays and luncheons? Yeah, it's funny because my, my somebody was asking me like, "What does your Thanksgiving show at work consist consist of?" I was like, "Well, we don't dress like pilgrims and Indians. <laughs> that we don't do. Um, we actually, I have them do like a little skit." of what they're thankful for and understanding um, gratitude versus the traditional sense of what schools have taught kids over the years, including us as children. Um, and then that's why we sing Man in the Mirror because um, the line that my kid, one of my students had before it was, um, this song teaches us to look at ourselves and how to make a better change in the world. And so, then they say men in the mirror. And then we have a group called Lade, which is our African-American, our African drum and dance group. And then they performed right after they did. The, they had the drumming and the dancers and stuff like that, which our group, are they're very popular. They have performed at the Disney Concert Hall. They'll be performing at LAX in a couple weeks. They have performed at the Hollywood Bowl. They have performed everywhere. They're really amazing. Shout out to Jelani and Jan Blunt. They are fought, they are mother and son duo that actually teach uh, this troupe. She is our magnet coordinator slash vice principal of, the, of Loyola, and he is one of, my, one of my coworkers. And they have been doing this since he was in school at Loyola. His oh, wow. father was the drum teacher. And cool. his mom has been teaching dance. So it's really a wonderful tradition that we have at the school. And whenever we have a performance, we, of course, make sure that they perform. Um, and, and the Christmas production, um, it's going to be hilarious because I need to figure out how to make my kindergartners all look like hippopotamuses. Because oh my I, gosh, am, I am excited about this. Because <laughs> they're singing, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. The funny thing is, so it's kind of like a dream sequence. It was like, what if a kid really did want us for Christmas? Like, what would that be like? What would they do? Washes or massages? Like all this stuff. So that leads into the song. And they're like, Miss Joy, this is funny. Okay. So <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I know. I wrote it. 
I mean, yeah, but no, the kids, I just like when the kids like what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so one of my narrators, she has not only learned all her parts, but she's saying lines of the other people. Because here's my rule. Learn everybody's part. Learn all the songs. Learn all the solos. One, you don't know who I'm going to pull out because of behavior. Two, you don't know who's going to get sick. I've had kids show not show up because they've had the flu or a fever you know, those kind of things. And you never know. So always, 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 always learn it. Um, but in the sense of Christmas, because we're so banned from doing anything really Jesus-y, I'm sneaking in away in a manger in Silent Night. I don't know how it's going to go over, but I'm sneaking it in. And I pulled my kids that I know are Christians to sing it. Like, I know for a fact two of them are kids I've known since they were babies because <laughs> I know their parents. Um, so I knew that they were going to have, you know, fine. And then another girl, her mom sings in a gospel group. So I'm like, I know she'll be fine. So I only pull kids to sing those kind of songs that I knew their parents wouldn't have a problem with because it says Jesus. And so with the African German dance, I always incorporate them in the spirit of like, discussing what Kwanzaa is for some African-Americans. Now, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. I celebrate Christmas, but we incorporate it that way by, you know, so I try to bridge all these gaps. I have two beautiful little girls who are Jewish. They're going to talk about Hanukkah during the show. And I always, every year, make sure that there's a spot for them to display anything they want to display about Hanukkah. And um, so uh, my little Eleanor, she's in third grade. I've known her. She was telling the kids the other day we were doing trivia. Do you guys know how long I've known Miss Joy? They're like, <laughs> since kindergarten. She was like, wrong. I was three because I had her two older brothers. So, <laughs> so <laughs> she, I've known Eleanor since she was. She uh, is Eleanor's the OG, time. man. Honey, I have known Eleanor since she was th- for real three years old. It was when I first started the school. She would come in the classroom and be like, I'm picking up my brothers. Like she's so and her brothers used to do the Hanukkah segment. And then when she came, they would do the Hanukkah segment together. And now they're a little kindergartner who I love. She acts like a little old bubby and she is the cutest little five-year-old I've ever seen in the planet. Her parents are like, We're glad you think it's cute that she acts like an old lady. <laughs> it's adorable. She really sounds like like a bubby is a Jewish grandma, mm-hmm. by the way, for people who don't know what a bubby is. But oh my gosh, she acts like a little bubby and she's so funny. And she's like, I forget I'm talking to a five year old sometimes. <laughs> she's such an old lady. And she wears oh dresses gosh. every day. Adorable. Dresses and leggings every single day. And she always has a Minnie Mouse mask or a Hello Kitty mask on at school. And it is just so cute. And I am just like, I love this kid. <laughs> so they're going to do the Hanukkah segment together. And it's going to be adorable, I hope. <laughs> love it. I love it. She, I have to, I'm going to have to record her and show you one day, Jessica, just because like, <laughs> she's like, her parents don't even act as old as she is. She acts. <laughs> Like, do you understand? Like her, her dad picked her up the other day. He was like, oh my gosh. I was like, she's so cute. He was like, I'm glad you think so. Like she is funny. She's the funniest. And then I have another little girl. Her dad picked her up because he's like, 
I wanted to see who you were because my kid talks about you literally every day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't even <laughs> spend as much time with the kindergartners as I used to. Kindergarten used to be like my main focus, but um, they're so funny. I, I, I So I do have my ones who they brighten my little day sometimes. But then I have <laughs> the ones that I'm just like, I want to kick you. I don't kick the children, but I want to in my head sometimes. <laughs> If it's any so consolation, I'm sure their me, parents probably the same way. I'm sure. When they asked me what I was thankful for at our Thanksgiving party, my boss <laughs> said, I am thankful that this day is over and that we got through the performance. <laughs> and I said that to say, Jessica, what are you thankful for this year? Oh, man, I'm thankful for a lot. I am <clears throat> thankful for um, my word for the year was provision. Uh Um, and I have just seen God's provision over and over and over again. So I am, I am thankful for God's provision. I am thankful for, um, a healthy husband, you know, God has been generous. And throughout this pandemic, my Mm -hmm. immune compromised husband has been healthy all year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I am, I am thankful for that. I am thankful for, um, (laughs) the fact that we actually got out to Georgia (laughs) Mm, there's a lot mm-hmm. of unknown, but you know, we made, we made the move, um, and shout out to the Georgia department of driver services. Cause that was the easiest driver license experience of my <laughs> you life. Know, she texted me and I was like, okay, it was, <laughs> you ever want smooth like butter, Georgia DDS. I love you. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, um, I, I have a little baby nephew coming in 2023. Oh, nice. And I am very excited about that. Um, so, I mean, we are over the moon thrilled. So John's excited brother? for that. Yes. Wonderful. So, How exciting. We are exciting. Yeah. We're, we're stoked. Um, That's good. You know, it just. First grandbaby in the family, you know? Yes. Yes. And um, God has been just really generous with us and really generous with um just a unique season in our lives. And though there are a lot of things up in the air, <clears throat> I am outrageously grateful for the the provision and the generosity and the faithfulness of God. So, um, and then, you know, also thankful, shout out to my first true love coffee. Thankful for you. You make the world go round. How about you, my dear? Uh, I mean, I feel the same way about coffee as well. Um, right? I haven't had any in a couple of days and I'm like, Oh, honey. I know. I can't even find their coffee pot anymore. Like, they had a Keurig. I don't know where it is. I just haven't called my aunt today. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Um, I'm definitely thankful um, to God for just being God and being Amen. a provider. And he's been a healer. He's been pretty much... Everything we never really deserve, he's always still is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at my life and look at where I've come from, just even in and out. And it's it's funny. I was thinking about you reading the book. I was like, she's going to either really love me after she finished editing this, or she's going to have a lot of questions about my life. (laughs) But um, all the things that I've done, even being, quote unquote, a Christian, um, he never left me. 
And this may be the most Christian-ish answer someone could say, but I am super thankful. I'm thankful for his grace and I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for his favor. I'm thankful for his forgiveness. Um, I'm thankful for my family. Um, my mother, my grandpa, grandmother, my my dad, my stepmom, my step siblings, my sister. I'm I'm thankful for all of them. Um, in the relationships, even on my father's side, that we're we're building because um, my sister and I were talking the other day, and she was like, "We grew up as only children, but we have a sister," you know. Yeah. And she said, "It's funny." She was like, "I tell people all the time." She was like. I grew up, I, I'm an only child, but I have a sister and people are like super confused. I was like, well, you have to explain it because we were never right. A lot of times in those kind of situations, there's at least one parent that brings all the kids together, but we never had that. So we are figuring it out in our thirties. <laughs> right. As I almost exit mine. Um, I'm thankful for my life. I'm thankful that in all the things that I struggle with physically, um, from fibromyalgia to um, diabetes to uh, you know knee meniscus tear, even the accident from last week, um, I'm thankful that I'm here because there have been so many times where I did not think I would be here. Between asthma and all these things that have right. been in my life, um, though there are some days I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm here. And I'm able to function. And I, I I thank God for the ability to persevere through it all. Um, I am thankful for you, for sure. Um, I don't think I would have made the last three years without you just like telling me you can keep going. Not that there's not other people in my life that do that, but it's a different way. And I thank God for the divine connection that Amen. we have and the ability and the want and desire to work together. We yep, actually absolutely. like working together and we Shocker. like, you know, <laughs> you know, we, there's nothing that we can't talk out and, right. and all those things. So I'm very thankful. I have learned to be thankful for my job, even though it's not where I would necessarily want to be sometimes. And it's frustrating as all get out. And I was reading that gratitude devotional and it was like, even if it's something you don't want or you don't like, be thankful that you have it. You have something that can help you pay your bills. It may not Amen. be the job you're going to keep forever. It may not be, you know, but be thankful. So I am thankful for my job, <laughs> though they want us on a Zoom training on our day off on tomorrow from two to six. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I'm still thankful. <laughs> They want us to do a classroom management cl- training on our first day of vacation. Are you kidding me? Anyway. Rude. You know, I, you I say that, it, it takes me back to, <laughs> and I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Masse, right? Who was on the Maze. show a couple weeks? Masse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, he, he talked a lot about kind of the transition. It was something that was supposed to be temporary just to pay the bills while he figured his life out. And it was the thing that God used to really transform where he was in his life mm-hmm. and in his walk. And it just reminds me that we never know. God can <laughs> we use anything. never know what's around the corner. We never know right, what the next right. step is. You know, there have been so many times in both of our lives where God has just kind of out of left field, some random thing has dropped into your lap and you just go, huh? You know, mm-hmm. we have, 
you know, and, and so I'm always, as a result of that, I'm always just like, okay, let's, let's say yes until God says no. We're going to, yeah. we're going to say yes until God says, no, this is not for you. This yeah. is not the thing for you, but investigate it and look and be open to what it is. Cause you never know what God will do in surprising right. you. And there have been those and things where, where we are, <laughs> right. You know, there have been things in, in our, in my life and in, in our marriage and all that kind of stuff where together we have God, mm-hmm. this door has seemingly opened and we've like walked through it a little bit and we've investigated mm-hmm. it a little bit with hope that maybe it was the answer mm-hmm. to some things that we were looking at and we got mm-hmm. into it and it was just very apparent that that wasn't the thing that God had in store for us. And so mm-hmm. um, we were able to say no, that that wasn't it, but mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that we investigated and that we allowed ourselves to be present in that season mm-hmm. because I think otherwise I would have always asked the question like, would that have been the thing, you know, mm. that God, God allowed us the closure in it and the faithfulness in it, you know, um, mm-hmm. the talk about Abraham and, and Isaac, you know, Abraham was open to do the thing that God asked him to do, even though it seemed like it was the thing that would destroy everything he had hoped and prayed for yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, and Abraham's willingness to just step out and do the thing that God had said, even though it wasn't the thing he wanted, <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, was mm-hmm. I think preparation for the thing that was to come. And so, you know, that if you're faithful in the, in the thing that you don't want and you don't love, but you're faithful to, to live out your calling in that, um, faithful in little things means you'll be ready for, to be faithful in big things too. Mm-hmm. So who I knows? Most importantly, we're thankful next for God is. and we're thankful for life Amen. and we're thankful for his, for real for the Holy spirit, because I don't think with, I know not, I know without it, we wouldn't even be recording right now because, you know, or we wouldn't be talking about the future because we would be so pressed about what's happening right now. Right. When the Holy Spirit is just like, have faith and trust, you know? And um, Ty Tribbett has a song that says, I have no other choice but to trust you. Mm. It's all I can do. And I remember some people like criticized that in the beginning, like you're making trust a fallback and you're making trust sound like it's so negative when that's not what the song is. It's really taking everything else off of your brain to realize that you don't have any other choice, but to trust him. If you want to uh, be in his will, if you want to live the life that you're called for, if you want all of those things, desire and require trust in God, like (laughs) that's it. Point blank period. And, um, I'm just, I'm just thankful. And I I love Thanksgiving. I always tell people I'm going to make a Thanksgiving movie because nobody ever wants to celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You know, and then you have in the last few years, people of my skin tone, we, a lot of them have been like, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving because it's a something day and the pillaging of the pilgrims. Here's my thing. It is literally a day that we set aside everything else in our lives, regardless of what the history of this day has said, regardless of what we really know about the history of this day. Right. Take the time to see what God can show you in the day and stop and just be thankful. And though, yes, we should be thankful every day, though we should show love to everyone every day and we should show gratitude to people every single day, but we don't always. We get caught up in our lives. We get caught up in our situations and we don't. So to me, when there's a day that we set aside to enjoy each other, to enjoy family, to 
be thankful, to even look around and see what you even have to be thankful for, I think that's great. I mean, I go through the same thing about Valentine's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays. People are like, and and I'm single and blah blah blah, but it's a day that's dedicated to showing people how much you love them. I don't care Amen. what the history of the massacre was. I don't care. I don't care. That happened. It happened. It's in the past. Like I told my daddy, it happened. It was in the past. It's real. It is what it is. We acknowledge it. But now we move forward, right? So be thankful. Have a good time. I hope you you know this airs the day after Thanksgiving. So I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner, and I hope you made memories with your family. I hope you found new traditions. You know, I told you guys last week we're gonna have a charcuterie Christmas. I mean, blah, 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 charcuterie Thanksgiving. And I'm excited because we're going to make different boards. I'm thinking of doing a taco board and, you know, an empanada board. And we're going to do a traditional Thanksgiving board. And the kids are going to do some dessert boards. Buy something different to do. Make new memories. And I hope that you have. That's my second TikTok for the day. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for it. uh, We we were going over the menu last night with my mom and dad. And... Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've discovered that they don't sell Mrs. Cubison's on the East Coast, Mrs. Cubison's stuffing. I had to remember what that was because she yeah. texted me this and I was like, what? Yeah. But we make cornbread dressing. So that's yeah. probably yeah. the so, difference. <laughs> well, and yeah. And, you know, Mrs. Cubison's. Did you find was, something? My mom close. found it at an obscene price on Amazon and had three boxes delivered. So we, we will have Mrs. Cubison's. But... In the spirit of Thanksgiving and in embracing our new um, Southern digs, we are going to do a stuffing off with three different stuffing varieties. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So we're going to have a nice. stuffing off. and You should make some dirty rice stuffing. Ooh. I'm that trying to decide. Good. Maybe we, we – there's a few things that if I change, I'll, I'll get, like, court-martialed by the family. But if there's <laughs> – there's a couple things that I might I might just sneak in a little something something here and there and try to shake yeah. things up. Um, but yeah, my stuff my mom has like a serious do not change. This is how stuffing is. This is what stuffing is and I will come for you. It's not Thanksgiving without. And what's hilarious is yeah. Ashley, my friend Ash is going to be out here for Thanksgiving. She is the same way with her family stuffing. Her family is a rice stuffing. I think I'm almost okay. positive she said okay. it was rice based. See, and we're cornbread dressing. They don't call it stuffing in our household. They call it dressing. Right. Right. And well, it has- technically it's the same. The only difference is whether you shove it up a bird's carcass or not. And don't do it. Don't shove the bird it up the bird's carcass unless you're really good about temperature. Just that's my PSA. My mother ordered a smoked turkey from Texas. Ooh. So that came over the weekend. Courtesy TikTok. <laughs> last year their um last year their 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 kitchen burned mm. right before the holidays. So Oh we, no. Um but she ordered a small um so that's going to be on the traditional Thanksgiving board with like, I think we want, my uncle wants cornbread dressing, but he never eats it, but we're going to make it. I don't eat it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I just learned courtesy TikTok and apparently I'm the, like the last person to know this because I showed it to John and I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that. But you can drive through a Popeye's and get a Cajun turkey. A yeah. Whole- you didn't know that? I did not know that. To be fair, <laughs> we did not go to Popeye's when I was younger. I did not really like partake of the Popeyes until I was in my 20s. So they, I mean, I don't know if they did it when we were younger, but they've been doing it at least the last like 10, 15 years. I actually saw a very funny TikTok about one time this guy brought a Popeyes turkey to the Thanksgiving dinner and everybody got like really upset. (sighs) 
eat a lot of turkey or chicken yes. or ham or shrimp, whatever you do, you know. I saw a seafood oil charcuterie tray. I might go Ooh. for that this Thanksgiving. <laughs> when you come I out, I got a low country boil. I got to bring it to you. Anyways. Oh, my favorite. You know, I can just eat shrimp and crab legs all day long. It's my, mm-hmm. literally, that's my jam. That's my jam. Okay. So <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. And enjoy yours, friends and family. And we hope that you... Um, I had words that were supposed to come out of my mouth just now. Oh, find us on uh, Instagram. I promise I've only had water. Mm-hmm. Well, in the last few hours, but for there sure. it is. There it is. Yeah, I we had I had breakfast with my best friend this morning, and we had a mimosa. Wow. But it was like, yeah, that was hours ago. <laughs> but still, my saying- brain is just my brain. I forget. <laughs> That is true. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to let Jessica do the outro. There you go. All right. We are thankful for you, friends. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you over at our Instagram at we digress with joy underscore Jess. We will see you at our website, right? At joyandjess.com. You can leave (laughs) us a voice message. Tell us what you are thankful for. Tell us some of your traditions. Um, And if you've got a nonprofit, uh, organization that we can support on Giving Tuesday, make sure you head over to uh, our Instagram and tag us. We'll have a post in the on, in our feed. You can tag us in that. Let us know who we can be supporting. Um, we encourage you to just go out for Giving Tuesday. Sorry, the dogs the dog. request that you uh, you know give to the ASBCA. I guess. That's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or you can oh. just send them treats. I'm sure they would be okay with that too. The good thing is they don't go out the front door when I open it because there's a shock mat for their little feet. But it doesn't really bother Phoebe because she's so chunky now that it mm-hmm. takes a minute to get to her nerves and her feet. But Dempsey won't walk on it at all. But she will. Right. But he won't. Oh, so Good to know. That's a good thing. But right yep. now, they're, he's, I think he's barking at a squirrel, honestly. Anyways. It's a good life. <laughs> all right, friends. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a good life. Thanks for listening. Check us out on the web at joyandjess.com. That's J-O-I-A-N-D-J-E-S-S.com. We'll see you next week.